Today on Abounding Grace, important warnings regarding false teachers. False prophets are among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. And notice, you won't be able to recognize them because they come in secretly. And what they do is they bring in destructive heresies, the Bible says. And even as we've seen from time to time, false teachers, false prophets come through with dangerous and harmful teachings. It's always discouraging because it takes time for them to be flushed out because they come in secretly. And they, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And before you know it, one hand's praising the Lord and the other hand's in your back pocket stealing your wallet. So, oh, praise the Lord. Whoa, whoa, what happened there? This is amazing grace. A Secret Service agent will tell you how important it is to become thoroughly familiar with the real and authentic currency. In doing so, you'll be able to spot a fake when it comes your way. You know, the same holds true spiritually. If we're familiar with the truth of God's Word, we will be able to spot a false teaching that comes our way. Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor will be in 2 Peter chapter 2, showing us how to use our Bible to evaluate every message we hear. We're about to receive a few warnings regarding false teachers. Take your Bibles, would you open them to 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2, where we left off last time, in a Bible study that I've entitled, Watch Out for False Teachers, part 1. This is part one of two studies I want to do on this topic here of Peter dealing with false teachers. And notice with me in verse one of 2 Peter chapter two. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction and... Many will follow follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Hungry wolves and healthy sheep go together. Wherever there are healthy sheep, there are hungry wolves. And wherever the truth is taught, there will always be lies surrounding the truth. It's true in the physical world, and it's especially true in the spiritual realm in the church. To put it another way, wherever the Lord is doing a wonderful, glorious work, the enemy isn't too far behind trying to destroy it. Now hold your places in Peter. I want you to look back at Acts chapter 20 with me for a moment. And notice what Paul tells the leadership at the church in the city of Ephesus. Go back to Acts chapter 20 with me. I want you to see this in your own Bible. Verse 27, we're going to pick up. Listen to to Paul now. Peter saying it one way, Paul saying it another way. 
Acts chapter 20, just in these couple verses, verse 27. He says, For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. And listen to verse 29. Let it sink in. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren... I commend to you, you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Peter, along with Paul, along with John, along with Jesus, understood the responsibility in the church. And let me remind you that the responsibility of leadership and overseers in the church of Jesus Christ is to number one, feed, nourish, and tend the flock of God, to shepherd the flock of God that is among you, to be, remember you're a part of the flock and you're to tend, take care of it, but not only to feed and nourish, but secondly, the responsibility of spiritual leadership is to warn and protect the flock. And so Pastor Peter picks up on this very theme to the scattered and hassled believers he's writing to. Why? Because when you're under great duress, and when you're scattered, and when you're hassled, and when you're having your own personal battles in the spiritual realm, battling spiritual warfare, you're vulnerable to false teaching, and you're vulnerable to lies, and you're vulnerable to being picked off by the enemy. And so what does he say? He starts in chapter 2, and it's unfortunate because chapter breaks are not in the Greek. In the original Greek language, there are no chapter breaks. It just reads straight through. But the translators added chapter breaks many years later to help us find things, chapter breaks and verses to help, help us find things. But it's better to read this straight through from, let's say, verse 19. So let's allow verse 19 to, to take it all through, and let's not pay attention to the chapter break, where he says, we also have the prophetic word made sure, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in, our, in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But there were also false prophets among the people. Even as there will be false teachers among you. Who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. So even as God is moving upon the men to give forth his word, inspiring it, while God was moving, there were also false teachers and false prophets. You could put it this way. There were false teachers and false prophets in the past. There are false teachers and false prophets today. And there will be false teachers and false prophets in the future. Where God is speaking for truth, there will always be that attempt to confuse, to distract, and to get our eyes off the truth. So the Holy Spirit's holding nothing back here as false teachers are identified for who they are. Peter said in chapter 1 verse 21, holy men of God spoke. 
but also unholy men that said they were of God. They also speak. And you think about the ministries of the great prophets of God, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel. They all dealt personally with false teachers, with counterfeits, those that were trying to counterfeit the ways of God. And it's easy to it's easy to come to a conclusion. Well, yeah, you know, I've met a few of them. I met a false teacher at Walmart. I met a false teacher at work. I, I've been approached by this guy that's in a cold and this guy. Yeah, it's easy to say there are false teachers out there. But God wants you to understand that there are also false teachers here. That that's a possibility. Now, whether in this moment there are false teachers here or not, I don't know. But if there are... Healthy sheep will expose your false teaching. If there are, if you're a false teacher today and you just want to rip off this church, you are unwelcome here. And the moment that we find out that you are a false teacher, we will, as we're walking you out the door and off the property, share the gospel with you, for sure. Because we'd love to see you saved. But if you want nothing to do with the truth, we want nothing to do with you. You're not welcome here to take advantage of this church. And as Jesus said, there is a staff. Everybody likes the pastor with the staff. You know, kind and gentle and kind of, oh, come over here, little sheep, and come over here, little sheep. But the pastor also has a rod. And with the rod is a tool, is an implement to deal with not only the straying sheep. It's not so much for the straying sheep as it is to ward off predators. Because you have to understand, you know, when you come into a fellowship family like this, you come in with a sense of trust. You come in with a sense of worship. You, you let some of your guards down. It's one of the things we tell people when they, we take them on short-term mission trips. When they take them on short-term mission trips, and part of the training, we remind them that you're going to a different country. It is not like home. The customs are different. The, the, there's, you know, maybe there's pickpockets or it's very dangerous there or there, there's a lot of crime there. And after a couple of days, you're going to start to get comfortable there. And when you start to get comfortable there, you're going to start to relate it to only what you can relate to, and that's back home. And as you're back home comfortable, you can't be back home comfortable that way on the mission field. You've got to always keep your alert, keep your, your be alert, keep your guard up, and then listen very carefully to the missionaries that we're visiting because they live here. And just listen to them. Don't argue with them. Uh, if they say, you know, if, if they say, hey, we got to move right now. Just move right now. Don't ask why. Don't just trust them. Because when you start to let your guard down, you become even more vulnerable in a very vulnerable situation. Well, it happens here on a small scale too. I remember a few years ago when the Aurora police put out a report that said, hey, churches, be careful because there's people coming through stealing purses. Um, they're stealing purses. And we put the word out, hey, ladies, please keep your purses near you. Because you, you, know, you know what you do. You leave it on the chair. You go say hi to somebody. And you're walking around. And we're just like, hey, don't do that. You wouldn't do that at the store. Don't do that. Take your purse with you. Because there are people that are looking for ladies that are leaving purses on chairs in churches. Don't do that. And we have a heightened level of carefulness here so we can protect you. But you know what's more important than your purse? Your faith. Your trust in the Lord. We can replace credit cards and purse and replace. You can replace that stuff. But to be stumbled by a false teacher, we may lose you forever. 
And we take it very seriously. The Bible is very clear. False prophets are among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. And notice, you won't be able to recognize them because they come in secretly. And what they do is they bring in destructive heresies, the Bible says. And even as we've seen from time to time, false teachers, false prophets come through with dangerous and harmful teachings. It's always discouraging because it takes time for them to be flushed out because they come in secretly. And they, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And before you know it, one hand's praising the Lord and the other hand's in your back pocket stealing your wallet. So, oh, praise the Lord. Whoa, whoa, what happened there? Or praise the Lord and they invite you in and they're friendly and before you know it, they're, uh, they're, they're not who they said they were. And they begin to teach things that are contrary to the word of God. Really, it's the way of the cults. You know, the cults have mastered this and have gone to great lengths to train their people to confuse to secretly um, undermine you, and even uh, as their life denies Jesus that bought them, it says there in verse 1. Those that are involved in cults, they want to confuse you. You ever been confused by a false teacher or a cult member? Like, I, I know that they can, they're, they're trained to undermine your faith. They're trained to question, get you to question what you believe. They're trained to, t to twist the scriptures. And they start with one, they go to another one, go to another one, go to another one. You go, no, 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 stop, slow down. Let's go back to the original verse. Let's talk, no, 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 what about this? What about this? And before you know it, you're like, I don't know what about this. And they just want to leave that little doubt, that little seed of doubt. But the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. So the result of an interaction that leads to confusion is not from the Lord. Cult, false teachers, false prophets, prideful men and women always prey upon the work of the Lord. They don't go after people generally most, most of the time after people that don't already have a relationship with Jesus. They go after believers. They go after people that are new believers. Oh, hey, well, tell me, what church do you go to? And by that answer to that question, they tailor how they're going to tr trouble you. And they have, they're trained this way. You're not trained this way. You're trained to trust in the Lord, to follow Him. You're not trained to answer every weird question that's going to come your way. You're not supposed to live that way. You're not even, you know, we're not even starting to figure out whatever weird questions people come up with. We're trained to know the truth. And when you know the truth, anything false will be evident to you. Now, you may not understand everything. And there are still times where there's some just weird things people are teaching that you'll listen on the radio. Somebody will say something, like, man, I never heard that before. Never, ever heard that before. Like today, on the radio today, somebody called in or texted in and said, yeah, I'm talking to somebody that believes that Adam and Eve were created on the eighth day. What? I had never heard that before. Let me just say affirmatively, Genesis chapter 1, man was created on the sixth day. That's that, the Bible. Like, how could you even say such a thing? But I'll tell you how. I'm sure it's a whole big whiteboard of every single convoluted, weird thing, math, Greek, Hebrew, whatever, Aramaic. And it's like, okay, here it is. And then you're looking, well, he must be smart. I guess so. No, just your simple understanding of the Bible is enough, church. It's very clear on the sixth day what happened. Very clear. But they come in to undermine your faith. There's no power in a false gospel to change a life. There's no power. There might be repetitious religious activity, but there's no power that saves a life. It only puts a person in bondage. And when it, that word secretly in verse 1, 
You know, that word secretly speaks of subtleties. It speaks of traps and snares and schemes. You know, when the devil shows up to your, to your house, he doesn't show up like the cartoon character, you know, with his red pajamas on and a red pitchfork. He's subtle. He, he comes as, a, the Bible says, even disguising himself as what? An angel of light. The devil's a liar. And if you've ever been lied to by someone you greatly trusted, you know what a painful experience that is. It cuts right to the core where you thought your relationship was such and it was revealed through dishonesty that it wasn't that at all. So not only are you hurt by the situation, but you're also hurt by the person. That's why it hurts a little bit more to be lied to. That's why trust is so valuable and so important that we be men and women of the word and keep our word. So notice, uh, unfortunately, in verse 2, and this is a sad thing, and this is maybe why you're feeling what you're feeling. It says in verse 2, many, I don't want you to mark this, many will follow their destructive ways. It's one of the reasons why people, some people are no longer in our church, no longer a part of our local fellowship, Calvary Church. Because of this truth, many follow destructive ways. Many get picked off in churches. You know, you don't want it to be that way. And I, my heart hopes the best. I don't want to see anybody picked off. But the Bible says many are picked off. The Bible says many fall to these false teachings. They follow destructive ways. And because of that, notice what happens when people follow false teachers, when they fall away, or when it's revealed they were fake believers, or when you backslide, because of them, it says, the truth of God will be blasphemed. And how many of us have met somebody that says, oh, you know, I don't go to church because they're so hypocritical, or I don't go to church because that guy at your church burned me or stole from me or lied to me. Yeah, now the name of God is being blasphemed because the end result of false teachers. And it's just sad. Notice because it says in verse 3, by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. And for a long time, their judgment hasn't been idle and their destruction does not stumble. So by covetousness, one of the top 10, you know, what we know is the 10 commandments is what? Do not covet. This is a serious sin. And covetousness is, is a sin where you're simply not jealous of someone, like someone has something that you have and, and you want it. You know, it's like, oh, I wish I had that. But covetousness takes it another step where not only are you mad and upset that someone has something you don't have, but you will go to great lengths to get it yourself, even take it from that person. Right? That's why don't covet, don't covet is an important, important principle that we abide in, in, in the spirit and not, not be caught up in wanting that being driven by deep, lustful desires. So what do false teachers covet? Let me, I don't want to develop this. This could be a Bible study in and of itself. I want to give you a couple of things that, that they covet and that they will blaspheme God, destroy people's lives to get it. Number one, they covet the power of God. Isn't that the great sin of Satan? In his pride, he wanted the power and position of God. That's really what people want. People want power and control. They want authority over your life. They, they want you to follow them. They want to control your life. They want to manipulate you. They want to guilt you. They, they covet power and control. False teachers like to control, manipulate people, and often use spiritual language to do that. Number two, 
False teachers also covet your time and attention and devotion. They covet your time, attention, and devotion. A real stroke to a man or a woman's pride is to win people to himself or herself so that now you follow them instead of following the Lord. Although, as they've manipulated and guilted you to follow them, they'll say you're following the Lord. But it's really, you hang on every word they say. And you, they hang on every, while, all the while they're taking advantage of you. And then thirdly, this is pretty obvious. You probably already, if you're taking notes, you probably already wrote this one down. They covet your money. They want your money. They, they like power. They, they like control. Uh, they like time, attention, devotion. But they want your money. Scheme upon scheme has been developed today to separate God-loving people from their money. And that's why I believe the Holy Spirit teaches us to give as we've purposed in our hearts, not to be persuaded by men, not to be persuaded by guilt trips. But it begins in the heart. It begins in the heart. They lay their little pet teaching or belief alongside the truth. Ultimately, longer you follow them, the less truth they give you and more of their pet peeve doctrine they give you. So it starts out pretty innocently and they lay down their, their little thing and your truth and usually it starts and then before you know it, it's all about whatever they're teaching and it's not about the truth all at all anymore. Hey, I found this new thing. I got this new doctrine. I found this new group. And you, you just, just, somebody does that with you, you just got to step back for a second and say, oh man, this has been hidden from the church for 2,000 years and you're the guy that found it? Because that's really what they're saying. God has hidden this for 2,000 years and I know physics and I know math and I did all the Hebrew lettering and numbers and here it is. Dude, I doubt it. I think it was Norman Geisler that said, uh, if, if somebody comes to you with some newfangled teaching you never heard before, if it's new, it's probably not true. But if it's true, it's definitely not new. And I thought that was so good. Some, somebody like, it's, oh, because we have that interest in the new and we're always like in the new and improved. And especially in a church like ours, you know, a church like ours is pretty repetitive, pretty predictable. What are we going to do? Study the Bible. For how long? A long time. How long are we going to be in the book? Till we finish it. But, but Ed, you were gone for a couple weeks. Okay, extend it for a couple weeks. You know, it's same thing. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to sing. What are we going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to read the Bible. And you know, if you're not careful, your flesh will say, I'm just bored. Isn't there any more? You know, I, I visited my friend's church and they had this and they had that. And, uh, you know, well, you know, that, that's great and fine what your friend's church was. But we're pretty committed to use the tool of God to give you the word of God. And yeah, at times, you know, you may not be connected. That's okay. You might be tired. You could even say like, yeah, you know, Ed, your teaching is kind of boring. Okay, that's fine. But guard your hearts that that doesn't become an attitude but now you're vulnerable to somebody you think isn't so boring. And be careful because you and I, we can become very vulnerable. And we want to tune our ears to hear the voice of God and not be easily swayed away.
Today on Abounding Grace, we've been in 2 Peter, as Pastor Ed Taylor is leading us verse by verse through this marvelous book. If you joined us late or would just like to hear this message again, drop by AboundingGraceRadio.com. Another way to take in a steady dose of God's Word is through the app and podcast. It's free. Just search for Ed Taylor. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, we'll send you a copy of Ebenezer Stones by Catherine McDougall. Are you discouraged or filled with anxiety today? It's often due to getting our focus off of God and onto our problems and difficulties. Well, this book will help you get your focus back where it should be, onto our faithful God. Catherine shows how an ordinary stone can be a powerful reminder of God's faithfulness. We appreciate the generosity of our listeners. It helps us provide the teaching of God's Word on stations all across the nation. Thank you for standing with us. Call 877-30-GRACE. And don't forget to request Ebenezer Stones when you give $25 or more. That's 877-30-GRACE or online at calvaryco.store. And then be sure to join Pastor Ed Taylor next time for more teaching from the book of 2 Peter. That's right here on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, here in Aurora.